Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the digital resource curator for Faith to Go. And I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the youth missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And welcome back to the pod, everyone, including Charlotte. Whoop! I'm where, so happy to be back. Where were you last week? Um, last week, I was on the high school summer service trip. We were, actually, we were fairly local this year. We were down in the Imperial Beach area, and we also spent some time in Mexico, um, directly over the border, um, serving in the communities down there. And so we traveled with Sierra Service Project, and they support low-income seniors. Well, this year they did. lots of They do lots of other organizations, too. But we were painting, a, a new fence was built for a new homeowner, and we painted it this last mm-hmm. week. Um, which was really fun. And we also um, planted 30 native shrubs. They grow to be like the size of small trees, but shrubs um, at the campground where we were staying. And we volunteered in Friendship Park in Tijuana, um, which is a really amazing place. And maybe, you know, we can drop some details about that and links for people to follow in resources this week because there is a lot. I learned a lot on this trip that I did not know or understand about that place. So it was great. I spent a lot of time sleeping in tents. Um, We kept saying it was an intense trip. Mm. Um, Pretty funny. (laughs) Pretty funny. (laughs) But yeah. By day five of the trip, everything is funny, I'm sure. So funny. Yeah. It's either funny or wholeheartedly not funny. Right, really um, but yes, no, we had a great time and the young people were amazing. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we've gotten to do it since 2019. So I'm stoked to have been able to have a trip this year. So cool. So we'll drop those deets, mm-hmm. as Charlotte said, and resources in the uh, description for this episode. Um, and we're so glad again to have... Charlotte back and to have you all back for this week uh, leading up to Sunday, August 7th. We'll be talking about the gospel for proper 14, making our way through Luke. Um, But before we get to that, we have a fun God sighting to share. This is from one of our longtime listeners, Alec, uh, and he sent us a text message, which you can also do uh, about a God sighting. So Alec, thanks for sharing, and we're going to share it on the pod today. Alec says... Where I saw God this week, I live near a rehabilitation center, and I often see the center's sojourners on my morning walks, either in big groups at my local park or out in the center's courtyard, watering and sweeping, tending the area, and often smoking and drinking coffee, chatting in the morning sun, as I'm also on my way to get coffee nearby. Today, as I was walking past, there were a lot more cars, and it appeared to be a visitor's day as people were coming in and out of the space. As I happened to glance over at the entrance, I saw a woman handing presumably her newborn over to her husband who was in recovery. The joy in his face looking at the smiling baby reminded me that we're all in recovery and we're all able to see new life. That's really beautiful. Thank you to Alec for that. Mm -hmm. And we would always love to hear from you and any of your God sightings, any of your stories of faith discussion or reflection from your uh, week of conversation with your family or your small group. Or your own personal reflection. Uh, You can always uh, send us any of those thoughts or comments or questions uh, or God sightings or things about your ministry context. Uh, You can email us. You can contact us through the website where you can also find all of those faith to go resources to help you in your personal reflection, family conversation, or small group discussion. You can also contact us or follow us on Instagram 
or you can call us and leave us a voice message or send us a text message and you can find all those ways of getting in t- contact in the description for this podcast episode as well as all those deets mm-hmm. and resources that we're going to have about the mission trip. So we're going to jump into our gospel discussion for this upcoming week again, Sunday, August 7th for Proper 14. Charlotte will read it, and then I'll give a little bit of context, and then we'll each have a point to share. So this week's gospel is Luke 12, verses 32 to 40. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. All right, so here we are back in chapter 12. We were in chapter 12 last week, uh, kind of midway through the beginning of it in in verse 13 with Bishop Susan, uh, where Jesus enters a certain village and this guy yells out, teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. And then he goes on to talk about greed and that, you know, one's life is not in the abundance of their possessions and about the rich fool tearing down the crops, talking to his soul, all those fun things. And then he kind of is having this conversation then to his, with his disciples specifically about not worrying about your life and consider the ravens and you know, how God will take care of you. Seek first the kingdom of God and that thing, and then into this story. So this is all part of that same kind of long exposition of, of Jesus is, uh, in this place, kind of prompted by this person's question about inheritance and their brother and Jesus asking Jesus to, like, you know, decide for them, you know, something that needs to happen in their relationship about money. And then Jesus goes on this long thing about, you know, really about, like, figuring out, where your where your heart is like where are your where do your intentions lie where are you putting your energy you know and so he's talking about possessions and gives a couple has the parable about this person putting all their energy into their possessions and talking about god taking care of people and so we're in the middle of that and kind of this being prepared um and so there's a lot of stuff about like be like preparation and worrying, like about anxiety and like greed and hoarding and security, but also finding security in other places. And so it's all about this kingdom of God. And so Jesus in this whole thing is really kind of inviting the disciples to be like, hey, the kingdom of God isn't just a just isn't just a place. It's like a state of mind. Mm-hmm. It's like the way you go into the world, the way you go about your day, the way you interact with people and understand your place in the world, in the system of the world, in your community, in relation to others. Because it's not just this guy that is alone that's only taking care of himself with his huge barns. You know, it's something more than that. You know, it's not just in your possessions. It's something more than that. It's in these relationships, and it's in something bigger. So Jesus is on this big, big talk about the kingdom of God in this 
place between Galilee and Jerusalem. And that's where we are, right in the middle of chapter 12. So Charlotte has the first point. Thank you, David. You're welcome. And naming the fact that we always say that like we come into into a place, we come in and whether that is a physical space or a mental space or a conversation um, with our experiences and our life and all of those things coming with us, right? Like that we carry those things into any conversation. So I'm carrying my experience of the last week into with me yeah. into this conversation, mm-hmm. um, which I think gave me a different lens on the gospel this week than I normally have. So spending a week sleeping in a tent in the dirt um, in a community that is not my own, serving others each day, repairing relationships um, each day, because let's be honest, after five days of tent sleeping, maybe we're not always our best selves. Mm-hmm. Um, so spending some time doing that kind of work. That, and then the gift of coming home to a beloved space um, seeing my family having a hot shower, so good, um, and a, a warm, comfortable bed and all of those things has really made me appreciate them more. That that might be truthful, that when we step away into something hard and then we come back to the things that give us comfort and joy, that maybe we appreciate those things more. Um, So when I pulled up this gospel yesterday to read it before our conversation today and to think about what I wanted to say in it, it hit me different than it normally does. Because I think that normally when I have read this gospel, I've read it as the preparation that it's encouraging and really focused on the end of it, um, which is you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Um, and, and we get that theme several other places in the gospels as well, right? Like it's not the first time that we've heard that be ready. You don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, but in this time when I read it, what hit me so much was the beginning of this gospel, the first few verses Mm -hmm. that we get in it and and specifically, um, the kindness and comfort, the, the first line of this gospel offers, do not be afraid little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom that language is so reassuring right like and it definitely speaks to the benevolence of god um and the fact that we are all beloved children of god and a couple of weeks ago which i didn't even get to talk about yet and maybe that's for another podcast um i had run at christ church our vacation bible school which is full day arts based and it's amazing but our theme this year was beloved um, building beloved community and exploring with the children what it means to be beloved and the depth of love that god has for us and the depth of love that we need to have for each other as a requirement of that and i think that this part of the gospel really speaks to that like the care of these words um, the way that they are shaped together you know we always know that we are the flock, right? The, sh- the sheep thing is a, is a real um, comparison for all of us, but the gentleness of which, with which the flock is referred to in this, the love um, that you get in this front line, the do not be afraid. Um, I love it. And then if you take the, that comfort and that kindness and that belovedness that you get in that first line and you use it as the lens with which to read the next few lines, then you see it in a new way, or I saw it 
in a new way. Sell your possessions and give alms doesn't sound to me like give everything you have away, right? Like focus on the kingdom, you know, don't worry about yourself. Instead, I, I hear it as you have everything you need and enough to share. So don't worry about it. Don't worry that you're not going to be able to put food on your table or pay your electricity bill. Um, that you have enough. You have enough to share with those around you. Um, and make purses for yourself that do not wear out. You know, tend to, which to me, I always think of myself kind of as the purse in this. Um, Right. So like tend to yourself in a way that you are a good and true vessel for storing God's love and for doing God's love, God's work in this world um, in a way that you won't wear out, which might be one of my failing points. Um, <laughs> um, but but the reality of it is this deep concern um, that I hear in this, this comfort that is offered in this is a reminder that we are beloved. And that if we approach each day and all of the work that we are called to do from that space of recognizing our own belovedness from God and from each other, then how would that change and affect the work that we are doing in the world? Mm -hmm. um, how would we offer that same lever, level of comfort and care to the world around us if we recognize our own belovedness, the comfort and care that is offered to us. And then the call in that to then create that space to do God's work, to live into this present day kingdom, um, you know, not the far reaching fluffy white cloud one that we hear about sometimes, um, but to live into kingdom life mm -hmm. um, in a way of creating, of naming each person as beloved and deeply cared for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, that that's I think a good transition to my my point because it is so I see this whole thing I'm thinking about like going all the way going back to last week something that kept striking me as I was reading it more and more because after I after we record the podcast and I spend the rest of the week like putting together the resources for the website you know and so in reading it over and over and over again the story I kept being the thing that really stuck out to me was the fact that the guy already had barns and that in the story it says it it's not that he built barns to hold his crops. It's that he looked at his barns that he had and he said, those are not big enough. Mm -hmm. And he tears down the bars, he builds bigger ones. Which means that he already had barns that could hold what he needed. And the crop was, a, he had such an abundant crop that he had more than he could fit in this storage space that contained what he needed. And instead of having what he needed to sustain himself and giving the rest away, and thus building community. He tore everything down, spent a whole bunch of time and energy instead of on relationship, on his own need for future uh, s security and safety and hoarded the whole thing, you know, in, in this barn. And we talked about that. And so that's kind of where we were last week talking about like kind of the loneliness of that, of like the idea that we have everything we need. We don't need any other people to take care of us. We don't need anything to help us. We have everything in us that we need and we don't have to go out in any way. We just sit in our little barn with all of our possessions. And then the guy dies in the end. And it's like, you know, who's, who's is this going to be? You know, like you, what did you, what did you create with this, with what you were given, you know? And so I love that. And I, I just, I love this idea then, like think keeping that in mind of like the idea that yeah we are we can take we can 
we can we have there's a, there's something about having what we need to do our work in the world that's important and then jesus is is then saying like but but think about like where you are what you're doing with your abundance like are you are you like feeding it back into your own kind of like ego loop and you're just like doing whatever you need to do to keep yourself safe or are you like multiplying that abundance by giving it away and creating relationship and building community and making sure other people have what they need to to thrive you know and so i love this line this like where your treasure is there your heart will be also is like if you're putting your treasure into other people then your heart is there and that's what I think really what Jesus wants is he Jesus wants our heart to be in our communities. Jesus wants our heart to be in other people. Jesus wants there's this E. E. Cumming poem, I carry I carry your heart with me, I carry it in my heart. I love that one. Me too. I love that one. And I have always love that image because it, it's true, like we don't have just one heart to hold on to and hoard. And that's the thing, is if we're just holding on to everything, then our heart stays right here, you know, inside of us. And when it's inside of us then it's it's so lonely and painful, mm-hmm. you know? And so to g- like give things away, to give alms, to sell our things, if everyone was doing that, then everyone would have what they needed. And so I'm struck by this, like this thing about the, because like this be dressed for action and have your lamps lit is like, it makes me think like, man, to be like that all the time is like to have like all this tension Exhaustion in your body all too. the time. So exhausted. Mm-hmm. And like, Again, back to the thing about Jesus clearly is not saying be worried all the time about what's going to happen. He says the exact opposite thing in the in the story right before this about the ravens and like, you know, like seeking first the kingdom. And so it's like, okay, well, it's not that. So I'm not supposed to be like stressed all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's something different between being prepared for action, dressed for action and having your lamp lit and being like stressed out about what will come. And I'm just thinking like about how stressful it is to feel like isolated, to feel like there is no one you can count on, to feel like if you're just doing it by yourself. Um, and that like there's something more that Jesus wants for us than that. And so I'm thinking like maybe what it is to be like prepared for God to show up when we don't expect or maybe when we don't want is to like, like living into like seeking first the kingdom, which is the end of the of the story just before this, is to like really live into this idea that we are here to take care of one another first and foremost. And that when we're all taking care of one another, everyone has what they need. And when we're taking care of one another, we really are present. And when we're really present with one another, then we're prepared to recognize God in all these unexpected mm-hmm. places. And when... And the, th- and the promise of this story then is that when we are present and prepared, when we've been doing that relational work of showing up for one another and caring for one another, and God shows up in that, we recognize God in the person that we're with, that the ma- there like becomes no clear distinction between, in other parts of the gospel, you might say first or last. In this metaphor, it's like master and server. You know, it's like, person being served and person serving like the person whose job it is to serve suddenly when they open the door at the unexpected hour and are present with this with the person being served they are like reclined at the table and served 
themselves, mm-hmm. you know? And so like it becomes this loop of server of being served and serving and the lines between us kind of get blurred and kind of go away. And so I just, I love the idea that like Jesus doesn't say where your heart is there, your treasure will be, but takes very, mm, takes very, um, seriously our physical realities and like how much time and energy we spend thinking about what we have and what we need and what we're going to have and saying like, actually it's not that if you, if you, if you have your heart in the right place, then you'll be able to put your treasures where they need to go. It's like, actually you're going to act your way into a new way Mm -hmm. of loving. You know, you're not going to love your way into a new way of acting. And so when you seek, that's to me what it means to seek first the kingdom. It's like seek first, live, live as if the kingdom is here now. Live as if we are all here taking care of one another, that you're going to be taken care of. And your heart will grow in compassion. Your heart will grow with it. And that's where it's going to follow. And so I just, I think it's cool to like, to think about that, to be like, what does it mean to be like, girded what ready is actually to like be with one another to love one another to take care of one another and then when god shows up those lines that's when the lines go away of who has and who doesn't and when the lines go away then we've actually like put our treasure lived into a new way of giving our heart to other people having our heart space open for other people and then our we carry other people's hearts in our hearts mm-hmm. you know and other people carry ours and theirs mm-hmm. so I love that, David. And I also had like a little giggle moment while you were talking um, because I think you said that Jesus said, fake it till you make it. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Right. Jesus was uh, could tell that things weren't going the way he wanted them to. Right. (laughs) So it's like, but yeah, I think that's like a part of a prophetic tradition to like to go about doing the work of change Mm -hmm. in a way that you're living into the change you want to see. Right. And that none of us are prepared for what is coming. Mm -hmm. And so the work of doing the work is actually what the preparation is. Yeah. So like you just have to jump in and do it. Mm -hmm. Like all joking aside, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like if you go about, let's say that that you're working for justice and equity and that that's based in love and compassion. If you go about that work in a way that is angry Mm -hmm. and forceful and and lacks compassion and care for others, then even if you achieve it, you're never going to live into it because you haven't been right. You're not even going to recognize when it's a, when it's, when it's happened because you're not living into that reality already. There's a way of living into the thing you, your vision for the future now that helps you get to that place and recognize it when it comes. And so I think that's what it means to seek first the kingdom. You yes. know, it's like to, to live like it's here because it is, it's now and it's not yet. The kingdom has come near and there's still things to do. Right. You know, so that's like the, yeah, that's the, that's the tension, you know, but also the promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And recognizing our own belovedness and that of others. Right. Yeah. That's all. Look, our points tied together today. Oh my gosh. Do it's we, amazing. It's as if we talked about them prior to recording. Oh, love it. Only <laughs> briefly, though. I mean, we didn't really plan it that much. No. No. All right. Well, those are our points for this week. Um, number one point was Charlotte's, uh, and it was about the, the promise of this, you know, the beginning of this reading of, like, being able to live into the hope uh, that there is something more for us, being able to live into our own belovedness and uh, the love that we can show one another and to 
to show one another our belovedness in the ways that we interact and, and share and take care of one another, which led to my point, which was about living into the kingdom now, into the physical realities of the kingdom and that our hearts follow that. Uh, and when we do that, then we then God is showing up and we're recognizing that uh, there is no distinction between the ones serving and the ones being served, that we're all here together to thrive together and to to help one another thrive. So having heard those two points, we'd love to hear what your point would have been for today's gospel. Uh, we'd also love to hear any of your stories or comments or questions for your week of faith discussion or reflection. You can always email us. You can contact us through our website. You can call us and leave us a voicemail or a text message. And you can also uh, find us on Instagram, tag us in a post uh, with any of those ideas or thoughts or questions or comments or your stories. Uh, or you can follow us and we have some polls and we put up some sound bites from the ep from, from the podcast episodes and things like that. So check out all those ways of getting in touch with us in the description for this episode. We will be back next week to talk about proper proper 15, but also to celebrate our 250th episode. episode. Whoop, whoop. Wow, we are in sync. Amazing. Uh -huh. So we're going to have some exciting uh, guests on the podcast, some call-in uh, guests from... Are we going to have a cake? We will have a cake that no one will be able to see or take part in. Except for me and you. Yeah, we'll have a small cake for us. Yes. And maybe, I my, so. I, hopefully Maya will be here to, to celebrate with us too. And maybe Jackie will make an appearance. Who knows? Uh, Jackie, if you're listening, text me. Mm -hmm. So we're, we'll be celebrating that big uh, that big milestone in our uh, in our work so far with Faith to Go. Very exciting, 250 episodes over five years of doing the podcast. So so exciting. Thanks everyone for listening for supporting Faith to Go. We love you all. We'll be back next week. And until then, we say goodbye. Bye, goodbye everybody. everybody.